This flash briefing was made possible by a sponsorship from Avexis, a clinical stage gene therapy company. The following content was not developed by Avexis. Today is Monday, September the 9th, 2019. I'm Michael Morale, Director of Multi-Channel Content for SMA News Today. A study found that young children with SMA types 2 and 3 are at risk of severe bone fragility. They can often carry fractures that go unnoticed. The study was called Evolution of Bone Mineral Density, Bone Metabolism, and Fragility Fractures in SMA Types 2 and 3. It was published in the journal Neuromuscular Disorders. With the recent advances in SMA treatment, there's been a strong need to understand the effects of the disease on different organs and systems. Low mobility typically results in bone mass, density, and strength deficiencies, and it causes weak bones. For this reason, children with low muscular mass and reduced mobility are at high risk of fractures. Additionally, preclinical data suggests that low levels of SMN protein, which is the underlying cause of SMA, may also be directly involved in bone mineralization problems. However, to date, there is limited knowledge on the extent that bone involvement has with motor abilities in SMA. Researchers in Italy and the Dubovitz Neuromuscular Center, University College London in the UK, investigated this. They looked at 32 children with SMA types 2 and 3. They looked at the evolution of bone metabolism, bone mineral density, and fractures, along with their relationship with age and motor function. Of these, 27 had SMA type 2 and 5 had SMA type 3. The researchers had previously examined 29 of these children and found that they had low levels of vitamin D and high levels of parathyroid hormone. These are two messenger molecules that are fundamental to regulating bone calcium. They also noted signs of increased bone breakdown and undiagnosed vertebrae fractures. At the start of the study and 18 months in, they evaluated the children's diet, bone metabolism, bone mineral density, vertebrae fractures, and motor function. 12 children had an additional follow-up after 36 months. Importantly, none of the children had received Spinraza or any other treatment for SMA. At the study start, all children began taking vitamin D and their intake of calcium was adjusted according to recommendations. The data revealed that low levels of vitamin D and vertebrae fractures were more common at the study start. This highlighted the importance of correcting vitamin D deficiency early. In the first evaluation, 10 children had low vitamin D levels and three had undiagnosed spinal fractures. At follow-up, which was at 18 months, six children had low vitamin D levels and none carried vertebrae fractures. At the beginning of the study, four patients had a history of peripheral fractures in the limbs, while during the study, five others developed similar types of fractures. Most were probably due to low impact trauma and are likely a consequence of serious bone fragility. Markers of bone breakdown were higher than normal at all visits, suggesting an excess of bone destruction. Consistent with this, bone mineral composition and density worsened over time. In particular, the percentage of patients with low spine mineral density reached 75% at 36 months. No correlation was found between motor scores and bone mineral content or density. 
but if they found higher levels of spinal bone density at follow-up, they usually had a higher mobility score to start with. This points out that physically active children with SMA types 2 and 3 may be more protected from osteopenia and osteoporosis. This confirms the role that activity and muscle strength have on bone gain with young people. These findings suggest that even young children with SMA are at risk of severe bone fragility. This is especially relevant in children who have SMA type 2. A better understanding of the molecular mechanisms behind bone metabolism in SMA can help identify novel therapeutic targets. It will also help to establish better guidelines for managing bone fragility in SMA. And long-term follow-up of patients who are treated with Spinraza or Zolgensma will provide further evidence on if it's possible to counteract or recover bone abnormalities in SMA patients. Coming up next, perspectives from SMA News Today Community Development Manager, Kevin Schaefer. Are you interested in understanding gene therapy? ExploreGeneTherapy.com has helpful information about gene therapy, including its history and how it is being investigated for the treatment of genetic diseases. Visit www.ExploreGeneTherapy.com. Hey everyone, hope you all had a great weekend. The following is an excerpt from an article by Michael Morale about SMA News Today's coverage of physical therapy. You can find this on the main website and it was published on September 5th, 2019. Most people go to physical therapy because they've suffered an injury or are recovering from surgery. Previously, those of us with spinal muscular atrophy were told not to do physical therapy because stressing our muscles to make them stronger could do more harm to our bodies than good. That changed in late 2016 when the US Food and Drug Administration approved Biogen Spinraza, a treatment that allows our bodies to produce the protein needed to build and sustain muscle. Quite a few people with SMA who are getting Spinraza treatments have told me that they received permission from their neurologist or doctor to begin physical therapy. This marks a new chapter in our lives. My first physical therapist, Laura, worked with me to improve my arm's muscle strength. We gave much of our attention to the biceps and triceps. While we had limited success in building these particular muscles, my right arm did become a little stronger giving me a bit more independence in my day-to-day -day activities. We then began working on core strengthening exercises to improve my abdominal muscles, as well as those in my back, shoulders, and neck. Over eight months, we saw dramatic improvements in my core strength, which helped me more easily to keep my balance while sitting in my wheelchair. I could also do more for myself while going up and down the ramp in my handicapped van and maneuvering my electric wheelchair on uneven surfaces. I no longer needed anyone to put their hand on my chest to keep me from falling forward. These types of small muscle improvements are monumental because my confidence expanded exponentially alongside my increased independence. Over on the SMA News Today Healthcare Professional website, my therapists and I have been working on a whole series of articles about my physical therapy approach. While these articles are geared primarily toward healthcare professionals, you might find them interesting and informative as well. Laura and Emily have written some great articles about physical therapy for people with SMA. They cover quite a few of the exercises they do with me, exercises for sitting unassisted and balancing, range of motion, and flexing exercises for my hips and legs, how to help a patient with SMA recover from pneumonia more quickly, and many other interesting topics. 
These articles have some great information that you can share with your doctors and physical therapists, and possibly utilize in your workout routines. I'm not saying that everyone will benefit from the exercises I'm doing, but if your doctor and physical therapist approve of them, you may see some of the benefits that I have. My hopes and prayers are that you do. Be sure to check out Laura and Emily's articles on the SMA News Today HCP site. We try to average one article per month with a focus on improving quality of life for those of us with SMA. Be sure to check out this site and all the other things we have going on on our main website, podcast, YouTube channel, and our forums. We would love to hear from you all. I'm Kevin Schaefer, Community Development Manager for SMA News Today. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. All of our podcasts and flash briefings can be found on our website at www.smanewstoday.com. You can also find our podcast and flash briefings on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. And be sure to follow us on our Instagram and Facebook page as well. For SMA News Today, I'm Michael Morale, Multi-Channel Content Director.